Hi, and welcome to Toby and Friends, the virtual campfire for knowledge sharing. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Sadly, Confucius never had a podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to share knowledge with friends. No agenda, no sponsors, just coming up with solutions to the most pressing problems of our modern times. Do you have a question for Toby or his guests? Email tobyrookard at substack.com or put your question in the comments. Now, welcome to Toby and Friends. Hey, Katja. Hey, Tobias. Um, very nice to have you with me today on this very special podcast. Good morning. Where are you? Thanks for having us, Toby. Um, I'm. We are both actually on our way to New York for our next family office forum. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, so that's where where we are in transition. Oh my God! And yeah, I just packed my swimming trunks right after New York conference. We have a very exclusive family retreat in Cayman Islands on the wow. weekend. And uh, yes, greetings from me. Thank you for having us, Toby. Look, it's a pleasure. I mean, um, first of all, um, thank you both for attending. And, uh, and Tobias, by the way, I don't know if you realize it, the podcast that you're now on, you kind of helped to uh, conceive it um, by putting me on a panel at the Pressland Partners called Modern Times and Opportunities, which I took the liberty of stripping the end of uh, buying a domain name and, and starting this blog. So, so actually, it's quite a coincidence, um, uh, you know, that uh, that we're both exchanging on the very platform you indirectly helped to create. It's a compliment and a honor, and uh, I'm proud to bring catchy phrases, but you are bringing it to life. You're the one who who makes it makes it interesting. Yeah, we, we, we do our best. And, and, uh, and I think, Katja, uh, a big thanks to you for, for having me on the, on the first um, uh, Presley and Partners uh, um, Forum many years ago. And um, I think we were introduced by, by a mutual friend. And uh, I was very impressed how, how privately, confidentially and personally you, you handled those relationships, not knowing me, not knowing, you know, um, what I could contribute uh, to such a exclusive event. So th that was a really good experience for me as well. And by the way, on the on the topic of uh, polymath, um, I basically essentially uh, I have not heard the the term before I went to I think it was the second forum um, that I went uh, and had a panelist that I interviewed. And after some time, she said, uh, "Toby, you're a real polymath." Then I said, "Better I look that one up if I'm supposed to be uh, that <laughs> type of title." And funny enough, um, I at some point find, found even myself uh, confident enough to call myself that. So here we are, um, a, a Preston partner inspired uh, polymath uh, running a Modern Times Opportunities podcast, and now interviewing the two of you who helped me get there. So in the interest of the listeners. Actually, what is a family office? I mean, many people that I talk to, they have no clue what it is. I didn't, certainly before meeting you guys. And um, I would love to know a little bit more about it to be able to share that. And um, perhaps just explain what it is, where did the term originate from, and, and perhaps also a little bit how old the concept is. Yeah, I think it's 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 um, not uncommon that people don't know what a family office is because it's a very very niche group and um, family office basically I think 
is um, is a privately held company um, who manages the money of a family or an ultra high net worth individual. Um, and usually it's above the definition varies. So in our under, uh, for us, our definition is at least 120 million assets under management. So, um, yeah, so basically this is the office for a family who looks specifically after the needs of this individual or af after this uh, family after many generations. So this is basically in a yeah, family office. And the interesting part is that the family office not only manages the money, but also manages the family. So managing money, a lot of people can do that. A lawyer can do that, an accountant, a bank, an asset manager. There are many financial industry entities who can manage your money. But who's going to help you when it comes to managing the interactions between a family? Who is organizing succession planning? How to pass over the money when you have several children or what? if your family had a cash event three generations ago and now the family has 50 family members and there's a five billion between them who's managing the dynamics and who can do what and who has a say. So there's a whole lot of soft topics or family topics who are beyond the money. And mm -hmm. this is where it gets really interesting. Mm. Yeah, I can believe yeah, that. It goes, it, yeah, it goes so far that uh, there are people who are obviously looking after the staff of, of the real estate or um, who, is, who is managing, who is walking the dogs. So it's really not just the money, but also, as to be as said, the family issues. And that's the nice thing also about our family office forums, because it's not just... I would say the boring, you know, the, the investment topics. So we cover obviously all asset classes, but it goes much deeper into the family topics, into the, as to be said, um, succession planning and the whole psychology in the family, how to educate your kids into this wealthy lifestyle and all of that, which is really touching when you see these panel discussions where maybe, you know, the, the, the principal and then the next generation talks on stage about the issues in the families. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is where it comes really interesting. Yeah, I, I can totally relate. I mean, I've been on on some of those uh, panels um, and, and witnessed them at at your events. And and one of the things that really intrigued me. I mean, I've been to a lot of forums, whether it's CEO summits or you know investment related forums. And the speciality about your events is, that, uh, I will I will frankly say this without any sales component here. Um, it's the mixture of the people and the mixture of the topics. And I think one of the one of the items that Tobias just alluded to is is within a family there is a there is an inherent culture of principles that is passed down to generations. But with the zeitgeist, um, you know, how do you, I, I would say, not necessarily amend, but adapt those principles, uh, you know, to to that particular zeitgeist um, without losing uh, maybe the the principles original intentions and and that's that's something very very difficult to do and there are like once i heard um, the most lonely uh, person in the world um, is the most intelligent person in the world because there's nobody to talk to now i would argue um, the same holds true for those very private families because in order to open up um, and perhaps exchange and compare notes and experiences you need a very private and trusted 
place um, to do that because if you do it purely within your own family it's like going in circles and you don't really want to open up uh, you know to the entire outside world as well so so I I, I think that's a very valuable valuable service you bring to this uh, this part of the society and I think you know there are other other people like you know when you think about um, say a Michael Dell or a, a Bill Gates or you know those absolute top 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 um, uh, or an Elon Musk, uh, uh, global um, uh, uh, billionaires, um, maybe they have their own ways and means to deal with that. But um, then again, there are families, you know, they are in the third, fourth, fifth generation. And like you said, maybe then there are suddenly 50 people to split the responsibility um, and and the, the the liquidity too from an event that happened um, not necessarily a decade, but probably a, a, a couple of uh, uh, decades even ago. So I think it, it's a it's a very um, interesting idea. How did you get this one in the first place? You know, and and how did you get these very private families to trust you with with an idea to attend, open up? I I imagine first of all, how do you get this idea, and second, how do you get them to to buy into this concept? Thank you, first of all, for the flowers of uh, praising our versatility. It's actually the versatility of our audience. Um, if you are a billionaire, you don't put all eggs into one basket on the money side. So you don't buy stocks only or you don't buy real mm -hmm. estate only. You don't do entrepreneurial direct investments in venture capital or private equity only. You do a mix of it all. So um, it's a very diverse universe. You're not in one niche, in one asset class as one expert. You do, do a bit of everything. And this is super interesting because it never gets out of date. There are always new developments. So whatever happens in this world currently with technology or on the nature side with agriculture um, or a mix of both tech and nature, um, there are always new developments and it never gets boring. That's that's beautiful for us. And um, this, is, this is a link to your question, how did we start? Um, we were looking for something interesting. <laughs> we don't get bored. <laughs> it's a um, universe with very special, fascinating, and inspiring people, clever mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And it's not just one topic, it's a lot of topics. That's, that's mm -hmm. one part of the answer. And the other part of the answer is, um, Katya and me, we like to bring people together mm -hmm. and um, like Katja is the do. one who has yeah. a personal network. She can say more on this herself. Um, I'm the one who likes content and I like to bring special content to people. So it took Katja and me a year to find a niche where others fail. I can't explain why I think others fail, but that's a different topic. Um, yeah, Katya and me really took our time for a niche where we can bring together special people and it's diverse and interesting. So it's content and yeah. connections and it's education and network, essentially. Absolutely. 
Okay. And and Tobias, you said something in the beginning um, when you said we we were brought together many many years ago. I would say I don't know ten years or something, where um, we got connected. And this is actually the beauty of what we are doing. So basically, we started twelve years ago um, with our first family office forum in Wiesbaden near Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I never thought it will become an international global business so mm. um i had uh, yeah we, we had we had a network in, in in germany to bring these um you know german family offices together and uh, it came all via recommendation and um the help of the families and um they recommended us um it's like yeah it's 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 like a good restaurant chain where you when you go you you recommend it to your friends and this is how how it works so so you essentially bootstrapped it i mean in a very niche area bringing people and knowledge and experience together um leveraging network effects but you you really bootstrapped it building it on on trust and um, i would say um you know an an experience that people made which which allowed them to to open up further uh, I think yeah. you know, this is a this is a beautiful success story in an area where you would probably not easily expect it because as I mentioned I think you know with these very private matters um, and these very uh, exclusive families it's it's probably sometimes it it takes time to to earn earn the trust and and that commitment but that makes sense to me now I mean obviously this is a very I would say can I add something here please can I add yeah. something sorry to interrupt but I'm so happy happy about this aspect i have a theory i have mm -hmm. a theory that super wealthy people and their decision makers they smell it if you want a piece of them ah, um, when uh -huh. you are super wealthy or one of their decision makers everybody wants something from you everybody has a proposition for you the people with the private jets the people with the boats the people with the gold the people with advice the lawyers the tax people the travel people everybody has a proposition for you everybody wants something from you and my theory is these people they feel and they know from deep inside from their gut feeling they know correctly that katya and me we don't want a piece of them katya and me we are perfectly fine and happy to give these people a safe place. Our job is not to be a spider on the web and to maybe offer them something or sell them something or take a commission. No, 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 no. And I I believe they feel it, they know it. And this is where one billionaire tells another or one chief investment officer tells another, you can go there, it's a safe place. This is a uh, very good because, uh, you know, I write a lot about the concepts of, you mentioned it, instinct. Um, I, I'd like to go a little bit further, instinct, sixth sense, intuition. To me, there are three very unique, distinct senses available to man and woman. And um, obviously, this is um, something that is not necessarily taught in our today's schools and educations. But I do have similar, as you, Tobias, I have a sense 
that in those families, you know, where there are a lot of uh, common challenges being faced from generation to generation, like, you know, this person wants to sell me gold, another one wants to sell me, well, not only this generation crypto, but then somebody has real estate. Somebody wants to sell something, wants a piece of us as a family. They have that inherent ability to teach and pass down uh, through generation the development of this type of sixth sense, I would call it. And I have observed the same. I mean, the question is maybe there would even be one day, um, you know, some PhD or, or uh, you know, somebody who's studying psychology or so uh, uh, doing a, a piece on that, uh, because I think from a pure research perspective, that's super interesting. Um, depending, you know, on, on your family background, what type of sixth senses are you able to develop but we're getting off track which is which is fine because it is a very interesting subject um but uh, what what are coming back to those challenges what are other common challenges uh, those families obviously with complete discretion face when for example setting up their um, family offices because i can see a lot of entrepreneurs that have sold their first company or you know that are in a second generation and they are now uh, at the growth stage where they probably could or should think about setting up a family office. And the second question there is, um, you know, setting up has its own challenges, but passing down to generations is probably a completely different ballgame altogether. Maybe you can uh, give a little bit of suggestions along these lines as well. With pleasure. Um, Katja, if you allow me, but then I want you to add, add to it. Absolutely. Please, yeah. you know, you all know, Katja and me, we are... 50-50 and while I'm more the content guy um, without Katya's networking advice and abilities uh, I wouldn't be here so yeah um, I don't know where to start because the list is enough for 12 years of conferences <laughs> you <laughs> there's a lot of topics but let's try and sum it up um, when you start a family office first question is do you run it yourself or do you give it to a professional? Mm. Then the next logic question is, is this professional, is that going to be your daughter or your son? Or do you have an external manager? Or a and, uh, once you've got this, this uh, answered, which is not an easy answer, then the question is, what's really the purpose? Okay, you, you have a lot of money, you want to maintain it. How do you do that? Uh, that's a story by itself and then the other question is um what job what function has the family office towards the family so a classic answer for that is a family constitution that um you make a plan okay mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. family office has purpose x because the family wants to achieve y um mm -hmm. and set so uh it can be really complicated. It's more than just managing money. Mm -hmm. It's having a family aligned and happy. Um, currently, you see a lot of young people with young, I mean, under 60, <laughs> um, being interested in tech and venture capital and uh, before it was cryptocurrencies, while the parents probably made money with brick and mortar and real estate or stocks and 
company building, entrepreneurship in a classic way. Mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship from the 80s to now has changed a lot. And those changes, how do you create a family office that goes through the test of time? That's really the question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I would add here, so if you don't pick your own family members who are very much involved in the family office, then it's always, it comes really back to the point of trust. So often, often someone picks their accountant to mm. run their family office, mm. although they might not have the really the, the background uh, professionally mm. in doing so. And it's so funny, we, you know, we are doing that for 12 years and we have, we have so many fun stories here, but it's it often comes to that that these people are coming to us to me, asking, I have to deploy two hundred million, and Katja, can you help me? Obviously, I'm mm -hmm. as Tobias said, we are we are different because we are neutral. We we don't take commission, and we are not an advisor, and we have nothing to sell, and um, that's obviously why they trust us. Yes, and yes. Um, so, but there's um, it's. As as every family, also the wealthy families, everyone is different, and it, um, yeah. And I, I would say another big challenge here is is really how the, the family itself, the next generation, mm -hmm. how how the how the dynamic is in the family and the atmosphere, and often, and that's why we have also these topics where we have advisors um, who are mentoring within these families to to help that is uh yeah that's important so i think you know both from the setup as well to passing down uh, through the generations you, you need that person of trust especially when it comes around you know the the financial deployment of, of of capital the second thing you need is you need that entrepreneurial mentoring right um because i mean as you the example you gave with the accountant that financial trust is there but whether the same person can uphold the the same innovation or innovative spirit that, for example, a founder um, started off with is I would be in doubt of. And then, of course, you have that almost I would call it a family council that looks after that constitution being um, also lived and not just sitting there someone on a shelf as a nice thing as a family to have. So the combination of these three things, both I think at the inception stage of a, of a family office, as well as when passing it down through generations, I think it's impossible to probably find that in, in one person. So that's why you will probably end up in a family office always with a combination of talents, right? Yeah, indeed. Interesting. Now, I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of, since you guys introduced me to this world, I have to thank you for it, but um, I will also say I've been to other um, private events sometimes organized by by banks um, very exclusive and and also very interesting but of course then there are only the clients of those banks you know so it's it and it's obviously more more financial driven with a, with a certain goal by the bank to perhaps sell something at the end of the day um, and and then there are many other events now popping up especially now um, I don't know why uh, it's becoming a bit of a trend and unfortunately I I, I found myself attending a few events that at a later point in time, I thought I really don't want to go there in future and perhaps shouldn't have gone there. 
So now for me, that's okay. If I'm invited as a speaker and as a panelist, that's one thing. But um, if I would go there as a family principal or as a next gen, um, I would actually be quite uh, disappointed. Um, so do you have any suggestions, you know, how how someone can spot the genuine uh, family office events um, and, and really be careful about the more dubious ones? I would say Absolutely. listen to your peers. Yeah. Mm. So I would say listen to your peers, listen mm -hmm. to other family offices, family office friends. Um, don't look too much to the marketing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, do your research. That's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a. And some tips on exactly, Katja, and some tips how to do the research. And as Katja said, yeah, if it looks pretty, it doesn't mean much nowadays. It's very easy to make a pretty website. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it's very cheap to have great PR and big words and uh, make things look pretty. But um, substance, substance is something you, you can actually, there are some tips how you can see substance. You see substance when the sponsors of the event when there are major names involved. So we are proud, we work with PwC in our Dubai and Riyadh event. Mm -hmm. We have Fidelity as a partner in one form or another since 11 years. And mm -hmm. they don't do it for image, they mm -hmm. do it because through us, they reach people they normally, they, who are very tricky to reach. Um, so as a potential guest of a family office event, look, who's the partner? Is it like some the small sponsor. entity mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. to sell you something or mm -hmm. somebody with a sales agenda? Or are there major names involved? This helps a lot. Then a second criteria, when I look at conferences, have a look at the program and mm -hmm. don't just ask yourself, are these people interesting? who are on stage, mm -hmm. ask yourself, what's their job? Are they going to sell me something mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. And um, we are proud. We have many wealth owners, chief investment officers, and family office experts on stage who have nothing to sell. Mm -hmm. They come to share their expertise and knowledge with peers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Which is what I'm I also think that's doing a good under. sign. Yeah. If, mm -hmm. if, if I look at a program mm -hmm. and most people um, are most likely wanting to sell me something, and I'm, I'm not sure if I want to go into a room full of salespeople. We, we make sure, and that's a promise for 12 years, we've got more buy side, more investors and decision mm -hmm. makers in the room than people with the offering. That's our concept. So, yeah, number one, look at partners. Mm -hmm. Number two, look at the quality, not just the quality of speakers, but the agenda of the speakers. Do mm -hmm. they want to sell you something or not? So mm -hmm. you can tell, is it a sales event or not? And third and last, um, who's the organizer? Like you said, if the organizer is a bank, you know what's going to happen. Your contact details are going to go from investment banking to wealth management to private banking. <laughs> and yes. they're all going to call you. <laughs> At some and, point. But probably, and, probably uh, they hide it and leave other it. Other organizers like to take a cut 
As Katya said, we don't take commissions. Other organizers try to create deal flow. We are not into transactions. Some want to do advisory and give you their network of advisors. Um, Katya and me don't do these things. So these are the three criteria. Yeah. So so if I if I summarize, um, and of course one supersedes them all. One is one is the what's the intent, which is kind of indirectly seen by the by who sponsors it. What's the agenda, or and there you can see the, the content, you know, and the speakers and why are they there? What they want? What knowledge do they want to get across? Um, so we have intent, agenda. Who is the organizer? You know, is there a track record? Um, and how does that track record look like? And then what Katya said earlier, I think that's the umbrella that that sort of covers it all. Are my peers going and do they keep going? I think that's that's sort of uh, probably the best valuation anybody can get. Very helpful. Um, I'll, I'll use this myself going forward. Um, now, obviously, this is a very exclusive uh, uh, networking and, and leadership event. And um, it's not easy to get into. I, I know that uh, that you have a limited number of of passes that people can can buy. I think you you want to uphold uh, the as a, from a participant point of view the the right mixture so that it remains interesting for for the families. But still, it's relatively niche and 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 it's as I said, it's not easy to get into. But having said this, um, there is also a lot of criticism, obviously, with very rich people. Um, you know that um, many many people just see from the news and 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 don't maybe have the ability to to ask deeper because they don't necessarily know the history of that world, um, which is a world outside of most uh, people's um, um, or the ordinary man's um, um, you know daily daily affairs. So. I would like to ask you if you can share a couple of secrets or unique learnings from that world, you know, that you had the privilege of of witnessing you know, from a decade of 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 those events that you have, uh, uh, you know, done in form of forum and and forums and um, private meetings between those families, because perhaps they can be applicable to to everyone's lives. I mean, if if you both have one or two, you know, of those principles that deeply impressed you over the years from those particular very private world families that you can share, that everybody can benefit from, that'll be great. What I learned is that nothing is sure but change. Um, I've met a whole lot of decision makers for fortunes worth billions and they keep changing they don't say okay our recipe is winning our entrepreneurs it's like entrepreneurship people uh, people who make a billion or more they must do one or two things right they have success mm -hmm. and then it's tricky not to stick to that formula whatever was successful and to keep learning keep adopting keep changing that's something i find fascinating and i see a lot in in these special people they they keep curious and learning and adapting and changing even though they don't have to this is just to quickly insert here i read a book many years ago what what got you here won't get you there 
And then I think Stephen Hawking is attributed with that famous saying, um, intelligence is the ability to adapt to change, which is, you know, kind of exactly what you were alluding you to just now. Yeah. And, and, and Katya, what was your main um, benefit uh, learning over the years? Yeah, so I I really love to connect with these people uh, on a on a on a personal level as well. And what I learned is when you listen to uh, people who are not in this family office world, they always think all oh, these billionaires they just want to do more money. They are so money driven. This is the how how you often hear it from from outside. But in but what I see and what I and what is so lovely and fascinating um, is that they really care. So that's also topics which we cover a lot on our in our agendas, um, making money while doing good. So they really care and they really, yeah, they really want to change something with their money. And this is what, what yeah, what I what I see more and more and what what makes me happy, definitely. I find that very interesting. Well said, Katja, and we both, mm-hmm. and the whole company, we have the whole team, we have joy in not having an event which is about making more money. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's about, when it comes to money, it's about putting it to good use, but not just for yourself, but with so much money, you've got a responsibility and the power to change things. And uh, yeah, we, we love and- to be part of, of a change for good, yeah. Yeah, and especially now the next generation, they they look at everything from another point of view. So everything yeah. is really under this, um, yeah, view. They have to adapt the, the the cultural and family values to that zeitgeist that they are meeting with right now. And I I think that's that's you know where you actually fulfill uh, uh, almost uh, uh, a moral duty to society because the 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 money and influence those families yield obviously is is very much and ensuring that it it goes uh, into the next generation in a in a very good way is is also um yeah i mean it makes a difference uh, to how the world uh, unfolds but um just to summarize this last point the first one i think has a little bit to do with iq which has to do with the ability to adapt to change and then katya you mentioned um, I felt this as a bit of an EQ or emotional quotient um, aspect, the ability to really connect with people on a on a personal level, not just on a on a professional level. And then the last point is what what I personally like to call an AQ or adversity quotient is you cannot overcome adversity if you don't feel a deep purpose within you, because uh, you will just uh, you know you will not st- stand tall as a tree. Uh, you will uh, quite easily fall. So it's that deeper purpose um, for future generations and and society as a whole, maybe, um, that allows you, you know, to have a strong adversity quotient as well. That was, by the way, funny enough, the whole purpose why I started this blog, it was IQ plus EQ plus AQ. And I find it... um, very satisfying to end uh, with with uh, with this uh, subject, which I did not expect. <laughs> I have to say, yeah. Just thank you both very much uh, for your time. Thank, thank you. you so I... much, Toby. And this is my my my. I I must mention it. Everybody wants to learn more and read up and see our programs, our speakers, our partners. We are proud of it. Prestelandpartner.com. No problem. I will put that for sure in the post itself. So it's just a link away. 
And I think we will see each other in Zurich. So we now on our way to New York and Cayman Island, and then it's Zurich when we see you again, Toby, I think. Perfect, perfect. We will we will coordinate that very shortly. Thank you so much. Super. Kurt. Have Thank a wonderful you. day and great trip to New York. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining this episode of Toby and Friends. Have a question? Want to share your knowledge? Let us know in the comments. And reminder, premium subscribers get access to all Toby and Friends videos. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Toby and Friends.